Hello, welcome to episode 149 of We Have Issues. I'm Anthony. And I am Stevie Wildcard. Every week, Stevie Wildcard and I get together and we do our best to take all of the various issues and problems that life throws our way. And you know what, Stephen? I'm not going to focus on what we do with those. We throw those behind us and we don't look at them anymore. We face forward or we face the risk of shock and damage. Like and we- if we if we turn around and look at them, we'll turn into a pillar of salt. It's just what will happen. Every now and then (laughs) we get a little bit lonely. Um, No. So we, we don't focus on our our issues. We don't turn around. We keep going forward. We do, we try our best to get things done and, you know, be creative and make books and, you know, write things and draw things and try to make some progress in the world, despite all the crazy nonsense that's going on day to day. Steven, most recently we've been working on a supernatural action horror comic book called Deathless. And Steven, we're on issue two. We're so close to the finish line with this thing. And I'm just like, like, like chomping at the bit here. Like, how, how do you feel about it? I feel so good. Um, So like, I obviously sent you what I did and I set myself a realistic goal and I really only did fall short by like a panel. So those two pages are done. And wait, so wait, we so have- you wanted to do two full pages and you did like two pages except for like you missed one panel. Mm-hmm. Biggest failure ever, Steve. The worst failure. It's you honestly so the worst failure we've ever had on this podcast. So close. <laughs> Yet so far, Steven, you you just failed us utterly. You completely failed. You know what I wanted to do, Steven? Nothing matters. You know what I was like? You know, I was this week I was like, hmm, I can either color the pages that I'm supposed to color or I cannot do that and but instead of saying that I failed, what if I go on this campaign and I try to get Olin Rogers on our podcast? <laughs> because Steven, that's a success in and of it's itself. A, it's a huge success if it works. If it works, if it like Steven, if if I find a way, if I if I was like, hmm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm the kind of person who like I jump, I jump into these things, I, I like like Hail Mary, like like leaps of faith into like I'm I'm trying this thing. I'm just gonna I'm gonna shoot my shot. Um. And I've done it. I've done it a bunch of times. I tried to get Kevin Smith on the show. <laughs> I try, you know, like I, I've talked to a couple people. We were this close to getting uh, Jameson Newlander on the show. We like, we, we're so close. But if, for those of you who don't know, Olin Rogers is on YouTube. Go check him out. Olin Rogers is one of the funniest people on YouTube I've ever seen. Uh, it was like, I, I recently got my son into some of his videos because it just cracks us up. And I just, I, I freaking love it. He has a show called, or had a show, unfortunately, called Final Space. It's an animated sci-fi show, uh, comedy is, hilarious and like full of heart and depth and really amazing um but this is a guy who i'm just like he's steven he's the more successful version of us he's like the thing he's like he's like he's like what if i take all these these ideas that i have and i i make them um and then you know i i keep doing stuff and i, I keep growing and getting more successful as i go and we're like oh well, i want to learn how to do that too <laughs> you know um, so but- how do you avoid stagnation because like we're just kind of floating here oh man um so I was like, he'd be perfect, right? Not only that, Stephen, I was like, you know, I follow him on things. I follow him on the Twitter. I follow him, you know, like on YouTube and stuff, you know. But he had a Kickstarter for this thing called Godspeed, and I follow that. And then I learned that he was making, uh, he was finalizing, like a final season of his show Final Space in graphic novel form. So I was like, wow, this is a perfect opportunity. Like, this is like, it doesn't get much better than this. Like, the, the, the like everything is coming together here. Everything's coming up. We have issues because what we do is we talk about our issues and comic books. He had issues creating this thing. Now he gets to make a comic book. So I was just like, ooh. This is like, this is everything. This is everything. It's perfect. It lies, like the, like the, the, fates or you know the stars are aligned for us you know like the constellation is coming up and it looks like our faces smooshed together you know so i was like okay 
Steven, Steven, it just so happens that this guy, Olin Rogers, followed me on Twitter. And I was like, I was like, okay, that gives me the opportunity to invite him on our show via DM. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, so I did. And I heard back nothing, nada, zilch, zilch, <laughs> nothing at all. And I, but here's the thing. I get it. You know, I get it. I wouldn't answer me either. Um, he's, you know, busy person, you know, successful doing you know numerous things like we are trying to do. Maybe if I answered fewer DMs, I'd be able to do things. That's <laughs> we got to take it, take it, you know, a play out of uh, Olin Rogers playbook. That's right. Page. Um, take a play twice. <laughs> got to take a play out of his, his page book, Stephen. Got to take a play out of that page book. He's the page master. He's he's Macaulay Culkin in this bitch. That's right. Ooh, I like it. Um, but Stephen, so I was like, okay, he didn't answer me. I get it. I'm gonna go on the like main Twitters and be like, hey, uh, the people tell tell this tell this guy he should be on our show, and people did because you're all amazing and thank you. Um, and he showed wonderful, up, wonderful friends, and he showed up because of our wonderful, wonderful friends and agreed to be on our podcast. So I didn't fail as much as you did, is what I'm saying this week. <laughs> In fact, I, mean, I would say like, actually, I'm, I'm basically that. carrying us on our on my like, back. Oh, I'm just like those little podcasts on my back. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm carrying you like it's a you're just around for the ride, ride really. <laughs> 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 no, I, I like one of my favorite things about doing this with you is like we've known each other so long, and like it's like it's like nothing, you know. And like I know that you know that I love you, and like I yeah. failed so much this week. Like I should have colored more, and I did not. I ruined a failure time, you know. <laughs> um, but I like it's a fun bit. Everyone, shut, shut, shut your mouth. Let's celebrate all Rogers. Anthony does not keep me in his basement, fed strictly with great value cheetos that's not like what he does like i afford the real cheetos and he i gets the real ones granted re- they're puffs and not the crunchy ones but you know what we don't we don't split hairs in the basement that's, that's true what, well, what i do is us I, put, I put the puffs so you feel like they're cheetos <laughs> like the crunches that, that's it what he actually does is he takes the puffs and he like mashes them down as hard as he can to like basically like make the, the cheeto like crunchies i, I do it's it's just like coal and diamonds, really. You crush a puff. I let him lick my fingers after I eat the Cheetos. The ba- yeah, that's honestly the basement people and I's favorite thing is the dust licking. Um, it's almost like a salt lick for deer. He just like kind of he has these like five holes. He puts his four fingers and thumbs through, and like, like you'll get this. It's like a glory hole for fingers. We like, call it the Cheeto hole. Cheeto. So I was like, "How many? How many? How many panels did you do this week?" And he's like, nine. I was like, "You don't get all ten digits, baby." And nope. I hide that pinky. And, and I our favorite thing the- to be is like, we're just like, mm. before you lick, it's very cute with us basement people. We're like, you got to say it's dangerously delicious, and then you just lick it, and like you lick the finger. Not a sponsor. Not yet. Sponsor. We're we're out to catch you, Cheetos. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a good commercial, Chester. Like we Let's nailed get on it. it. If you want, if I, I love this, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna get a sponsor any day now when it comes to this stuff. Bones Coffee's like, I'll bite now. This I want. Oh, this is someone's gonna bite those fingers because they sound (laughs) scrumptious, just delectable. Um, so I was out there making making these these big businessy moves, Stephen. I'm making biz businessy moves, but. As Cardi says, money moves. Yes, uh, but but thank you, uh, thanks to all of our like amazing colony friends uh, for going out and like you know t- just putting forth the effort and you know reaching out and doing that for us. It really does mean everything, and it like you show up for us all the time, and that's why when you have questions for us, 
we show up for you. It's that simple. Um, so so we're here this week. Every once in a while, Steve and I, we answer questions from the colony. Uh, and questions we... from the colony. They are legendary people and they have questions for Coacula's men. Questions for the colony. Just, just based, it's that. our national anthem and it's, it's just gets me every time also our birthday song we only get the one <laughs> we only get the one we get the one it is they make us repeat the same time but it's a good one it's an it's a banger is the thing it um, really is but okay so everyone so we get questions from people on the internet you can ask us questions if you're interested you want us to answer your questions we answer questions about anything question about monsters questions about relationships you want to know more about our process uh things about just comic books and movies in general you want to know about us personally steven will answer any question he literally just told you what he does with my fingers we have we are open books here we are open there not is. even just open books we are open audiobooks here we're open movies here you can you lay up the whole series i'm like you know we're, we're we're here for you so ask us whatever you want people show up on twitter they showed up today and steven that's just some good ones Ooh, um, i'm excited not I'm only very we, excited not only did we get some good questions i also learned some things while like Look, like thinking about these questions and like doing some research for, for one of them, at least. I learned some things. Second, Stephen, I'm going to give a little little taste of something. A scammer asked a question, Stephen. This is beautiful. It's really like, it's kind of testament to the whole singularity and the AI and this and that. I mean, Anthony, like you dating a robot is becoming more and more I am possible. Feeding, I am feeding the ai gods like every second of with my my existence my every breath is bringing that basilisk to life and you're welcome is the thing like if you i am not he's not gonna punish me he's gonna punish all of you for hating ai also i don't like it either but i love it and on record i will <laughs> say that i am i am all for our new robot overlords me <laughs> That even though they stand no chance against, I don't know why I said chance like that. No, no chance. No no, no. no, no. Yeah, you, you, you sell it. Okay. Even it. though they stand no chance against Coacula, the ostrich god of the colony. You have to say it like that. That's the whole thing. It's our accent. It's how he <laughs> wants to be spoken of. So, so we get questions from the colony. So we're gonna answer some questions today. Let's go. Let's go right into it. Question the first. Jess Lee at Soft po Apocalypses on Twitter asks. Choose your weapon, a giant pot of hot pasta sauce, not spicy hot, like freaking boiling, or the can it came in. So either hot boiling, like hot, hot, hot boiling pasta sauce, or like the pasta can, imagining that you use a can for pasta because you're a savage. So you have a sharp lid that you can throw like a ninja star on that can. Oh, you're assuming like opened can. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I guess you could oh. use it any way you want. I wasn't thinking, but I guess it does say the can it came. So what am I... Is it empty is can? It would say can. Is this I, just like a general purpose weapon? Is there anything we're fighting specific? That's the thing. She says um, you have no idea what you're fighting, so you have to choose. So, so I'm... Yeah. Dude, just, just for the creativity factor and the fact that it would be an awesome like pose, like yeah. I'm going like holding the spaghetti pot on nice. the side and just kind of chucking sauce almost like <laughs> a, a monkey's for the poo. I'm imagining you have a spoon, on. right? Or do you have a no, glove on? No, it's a glove. A glove. I like it's the glove. It's sloppy. And I actually quote Billy Madison. I, was I say, made it extra sloppy for you. And I just whip it into people's eyes. I like that so much. You know what? I Okay. I don't now. Here's the thing. Like I went when I first heard this, I was thinking like the the weight of a can would do some damage against someone, you know. Like, mm -hmm. but it does say the can it came in past tense. Like, 
So it's an empty can. I would presume it's an empty can, which means like the structural integrity of that can isn't as strong. It's not as hefty. It's not, you know, it's also dangerous for you to be, you know, wielding that can. You can get cut by, you know, on it and such. I'm going to go with you for numerous reasons. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the, the hot, the hot pot, because first of all, you just splash the you splash the way you said, right? You splash, you splash them in the eyes, splash them in the face. You can how about the splash them in the eyes to blind them and then drop them on the floor so they slip. I mean, even, then even you if beat you, them with the, the pot. Yeah, the whole pot. You just dump it. Nah, that's right. No, I can't go there. No, but yeah, you smash their head with it. I think you have to go there now. And, no, you can't because this these are war crimes. Um choking on ragu, like that's the way to go. I'm gonna make you into Cthulhu. I'm already drowning. I'm I'm getting full. Like, <laughs> at least it's delicious. It's, a, it's, it's delicious. One, it's delicious. Hey, you know what? It's probably not because it came out of a can, so it's just like an okay way to go. You know, mm. <laughs> it could be worse. You're gonna get burn on the way out. This though. has no flavor. There's no flavor in this, and I want my my name because I'm obviously a hero slash villain at this Naturally. point. I want to be called the Ladler. But obviously, I don't have a ladle. So I'm just throwing. So people are just confused. Even like the crest on my shirt is a ladle, but there's no ladle on my person. Like I'm chucking. So I am the ladler. I'm the ladle. You know what I'm saying? I don't need a ladle because I am the ladle. You know what I'm saying? I, li- I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. The ladler. The ladler. The worst. Best. It's so hard to say. It's so like... hard to say. The ladler. <laughs> it's very much like that. a mystery men character. First. Yeah. The shoveler, the ladler. Okay. Um, JM Goldmeyer at JM Goldmeyer asks, Do you support pineapple on pizza? I'm just gonna say this is a really quick one, Stephen. Go ahead. Let's get let's get it over. I with. think it's a very simple like, of course. I would never it would never be the first thing I ordered, but nope. if I was at a party and there was yep. eight pizzas with different flavors, I, I love would you. have I was gonna say the exact same thing. Yep. I, would, I would have a slice. I would have a slice. If you said, Hey, we have to have 15 pizzas at this party, am I gonna ask for 14 cheese? No, I'm probably gonna be like, Okay, you can have like half pineapple somewhere and maybe I'll grab one. Probably mm-hmm. not. I'm probably not going to choose it. However, one, would I take it from anyone? No. Two, would I, like, if it was the last piece of pizza, if it were the last piece of pizza, would I eat it? Yeah. And I'd probably love it. It would be good. Mm-hmm. It'd be fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like there's nothing, it's not terrible. It's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my go-to. I, I'm really a fan of like lots of vegetables on a pizza. I don't know why. Like there's a lot of fresh vegetables and stuff on a pizza. It's like my, my go-to. Yeah. But. I like peanut butter on a pizza. Just put some sweet, sweet peanut butter on that pizza. Mm. But Stephen and I, I we 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 support people's choice. We you know like mm-hmm. we support we support. Um, I'm not a huge fan of anchovy on a pizza. If it's on the side, that's fine. But I feel like it permeates the whole pizza. Go. Yeah. No, I'm saying like I well I've only tasted anchovy in general once in my life, and I was like, oh, this is just pure salt. That's what it's I just, remembered. About it's umami. It. It's an umami bomb. It's a lot yeah. of salt and a lot of flavor, but too much for pizza. Okay, JF Lawrence at uh, JFL here asks what film do you like more than the book i'll give you a few all right i'll give you a couple of well we we've actually like lightly covered this before and i'm gonna double down on it even though i haven't read it all the way through i have read some of it i prefer jurassic park the movie just because of the visuals yeah just visuals because you can't beat that soundtrack you can't beat the t-rex sound the roar sound you can't beat the raptor sounds the sounds alone although it's like oh y'all can imagine more in my head it wasn't described in a way that made it as I feel like dinosaurs are cheating to some extent, obviously, because seeing and hearing a dinosaur is something that we can't physically do. You know, a book can't, you know, I don't know. So like, yeah, Jurassic Park wins that. I'll tell you, uh, like another one that comes to mind immediately is Jaws. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you can't, you can't, like, there's some, some movie, and they're both uh, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg's real good at being like, here's a movie, or here's a book, I'm gonna make it better. You know, I'm just like, oh, nah. on it. 
but um but yeah i mean th- there are there are some there i mean there are some that i i like as much but not better you know or not more you know so it's 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 interesting and there are some that are just like interesting adaptations like uh the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where it's like it's not better than the book you can't beat that book but it's also a radio play and it's also a tv series and it's also an you know a movie so it's just like oh like each one has its merits it just works across the mediums yeah it really does and it's always like a little different in a fun way where the red fern grows though also beats beats the movie the book when you're reading the 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 scene with old dan and the cougar and like yeah that the way that book punches you with the description is insane so yeah where where the red fern grown is grows is a good example of a book completely devastating Oh, oh, there are plenty of plenty of. Yeah, those. there's there's a lot. Like, of there are plenty of those. like warm bodies, for instance. <sighs> the book is so much better. Okay, anyway, at Gage writes asks, which woman would you choose to cure cancer or feed the hungry? No one goes hungry, or you eliminate cancer forever. That's tough, right? Because like, yeah, that is tough. I'm gonna say it's like it's a lose, it's a lose, lose, or a win. Like, so I feel like if you cure cancer, there's it could go one of two ways, right? There's less food. So more people are hungry because there's more people living, but, but there's, there's also more able bodies to assist. Well, there's also all of no, no, here's the thing. Obviously we're, we're, we're talking about like idealistic situations, right? So if we're saying if we cure cancer, of course, realistically speaking in the reality in which we exist, that money would not be, it would just go to more government spending and like, you know, mm. like weapons and such. That's not what we're going to say in this hypothetical because it doesn't make any sense. We're really, you know, if we're talking about like, look, we cured this whole thing. How about all of the money that would otherwise be like allocated to that thing? Like all of the, the various donations and all of the various uh, funds that exist. Every If every cancer research suddenly flips to food pantry. Yes. There you, you go. solve and both like, problems in helping those people. Yes. Um, because I mean, there's so many, but yeah, and it, it, it's, it's so many people. It's so many people that are affected by that and are killed by that. So you're already cutting out a huge percentage of death in general. Whereas like, like hungry people, it's, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure the numbers are really close. Cancer is oh, like I'm the sure. leading cause, of, one of the leading causes of the death in America though. So like, I don't know. That's, okay. that's a tough, that's just tough. Stephen, we have a we have a real real tough real like hard hitting question right here, and I need you to I need you to answer this. Um, so Tom Armbruster at ba- uh, bass player five one five zero asks, "Is there a six foot bat in Gotham City? And if so, is he on the police payroll? And if so, what's he pulling down after taxes?" Well, word on the street is that he doesn't even need to be on the police's payroll. Um, because I I deduce that that deuce stain is Bruce Wayne. Okay. <laughs> What happened to that? What? Wait, what happened to that guy? He was just murdered suddenly after saying, what did he say? Bruce? Oh my God, that guy was also- Batman, why did you kill him? Batman. What's your vested interest in this? No, no one talks bad about Bruce Wayne while I'm around. I like Bruce. Bruce is a good guy. No, and I do a lot of bad things around here. Where are they? I mean, I know, like, obviously, this is a, like- very canon to dc um but the reason no one can tell that clark Kent is superman is because the every time someone says hey aren't you super he throws him in the sun and it everyone around them goes who we never bring that up again and we tell we, we like they he write does this, he does this really creepy thing too like as he's throwing him in the sun because there's obviously all the time in the world in that moment and the guy's just like okay, he's like now you become what gives me life. And he chucks him <laughs> into the sun. And it's this really creepy serial killer-esque moment. I like the idea that he whispers that as he's picking his Clark Kent glasses back up to clean them and looking <laughs> around so people know that it's him. It's just, it's <laughs> okay, ready, Steven? 
Jess Lee, who, whom I love at Soft Apocalypses, asks another question. She asks, in the extremely fictionalized biopic of your life, who would play your arch nemesis? So do I say who my arch nemesis is or do I, I'm just casting my arch nemesis? I mean, you're supposed to just cast him, but like... Okay. It, it, I don't really have an arch nemesis anymore, but I will cast him. Like, not now, right. but like Wedding Crashers era Bradley Cooper. Oh, God, yeah. That's, I mean, that's pure villain... That's like oh if you want to make yourself look good as the good guy, that's your that's your your foil, right? Yeah, there. I mean Bradley Cooper was so good in that movie that like I hated his like I was so ready for him to get punched in the face in that movie. I was mm-hmm. like the whole time he's on camera, I was like, Oh god, get him, get him, please get him. Please and just, end this man. And it's like and it's just it's a comedy movie. You're like, you know, you shouldn't expect that, but here I am just like, Oh god, please punch that man in his it, mouth. Just like man, such a good such a good role he played. But yes, oh, he would definitely have to be mine. What would yours be? Who would you cast? Um, I would cast Stephen. I'm just gonna say, I'd probably cast a pterodactyl as mine. Is the just thing. a full would, on pterodactyl? Full on pterodactyl, like a real life, just <laughs> calling. Doesn't speak any language that we know. Speaking specifically pterodactyl, doesn't look human at all. Pterodactyl as mine. It would, I don't know why my, my my mind is like going to like the like when you guys are like on tour, like selling the movie and it's like you and the pterodactyl just kind of sitting there. It was like, yeah, we really got them going. They, we really hated each other. Yeah, they, no, they thought we hated each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just the whole pterodactyl just kind of like legs kicked back, like in the interview <laughs> chair. <laughs> just a pterodactyl though. Just pterodactyl, Stephen. At Astrea Sadie. Sadie um, is amazing, by the way. Uh, she's one of my good movie friends and I, I, I like her a lot. Um, she asks, Goblins from Labyrinth or Gremlins? Who's winning in a fight? Ooh, Gremlins. It's a tough one, okay? It's tough. It's a tough one. I'm going to... If Goblins don't know what Gremlins are capable of in terms of multiplication... I don't know. I like the Mogwai Gremlin situation just gets out of hand really quick, especially in caves. It does. You know, well, d- well, well dark. yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. So, like, if, if you took... Depending on where they fight, if you took the Gremlins and they're like... Okay, okay, a goblin king, you throw them in the bog of eternal stench. You know what that's made of? At least 40% water. Like, it's probably it's the a rest bog. Of the stench, sure, but it's a bog. There's bogginess in there. There's a liquid. There's liquids of sorts. It's water. It's, it's, you know, they're going to start multiplying eventually. Now, here's what they might sink to the bottom. Some gremlins will drown as they're propagating, but they're going to continue to just. Just a horde of gob. It's like, yeah. And then eventually you're going to have all these crazy gremlins coming after you. And it's like, it's hard to go against, to, like, to fight gremlins, especially like if you're talking gremlins to gremlins, if, if any of these gremlins have access to like a lab of various, uh, you know, elixirs and such, um, you, like the gremlins 10 times out of 10, I feel like the only chance the goblins have is the fact that they're kind of like they're kind of like immortal like you know like even if they get hurt they just bounce right back and it's like i don't even i don't think you can kill it's just an endless war in the bog the bog the war between the gremlins and the goblins has raged for two thousand years i like that i like to imagine that the labyrinth walls like itself is just gremlins corpses corpses like like they they dried out they're like dried out gremlin husks you know just like rotting together i do think the goblins would completely destroy critters though Oh God, yeah, yeah. Without, without, I mean, without even a both no, without, gremlins without, and no, goblins. No, one of our one of our close friends, a uh, big big friend of the podcast, and just like awesome guy all around. At Chris Cottafish asked if the Ninja Turtles had to swap weapons with each other, nobody can keep their original. Mm. What would be the best possible arrangement, Stephen? I feel like just because of the the dueling factor and how the weapons work too. Got it. 
it kind of works a few different ways. But I I'm just gonna I'm gonna commit to this one. Mikey and Raph swap. Okay. Donatello okay. and Leo swap because Donatello and Leo have longer longer weapons. Okay. I was gonna go pointy pointy. Like I was gonna go Leo and Raph for the the mm. sharp, and then I was gonna go sticky. And that works too because the nunchucks and the staff both get twirled. That's what I was. So thinking. I get that. That yeah. does make that that was gonna be my secondary. But I like of, what you're saying. You're saying because of the. Because length. of the, the, the nature of it. like Because yeah. Leo does have two swords. And of course, in the cartoon, he's always using two. But there's a lot of times where Leo's just using the one sword. Right. And like a bow staff and a sword can be swung in similar right. fashions. It's a longer weapon. You I know? get it. No, that's that's smart. I like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, that's good. I I feel like either Both of those, works. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like either would work. I do like what you're what you're saying though. I think that there's probably like a less of a learning. What's curve. the worst combination? Ooh, okay. Um, worst <laughs> combination. I think Raph with a staff is one of the worst combination. One of the worst yeah. character like personality. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I I agree. Um, I I don't know. Mikey with the sword is kind of weird. Yeah, I can't does, imagine Mike using swords. Mike use maybe I should read Ronan because I know he had all their weapons. Of course, Ronin. but you know, yeah. Spoiler alert for Ronan. Um, I need to read that, by the way. Yeah, I, it, it looks really. I'm waiting for the graph. I, I should check Amazon to see if the graphic novel's out yet. Okay, Stephen. Producer Sean at Chase Holdu asks, "You're tasked with creating a comic the book best. hero. He's the best. Tasked with creating a comic book hero who's a rock star and uses only corny music puns to defeat their enemies." What would their name be and what kind of music would they play? What would some of their catchphrases be? Sean, that's a lot. Okay, okay. What do no, you think? I, I feel like the most obvious. Okay, well, there's, I say the most obvious. Country would be funny too. Oh, country would be funny. I yes. was thinking, like, you, my, can get, you can get the whole Western motif going with that, you know? Yeah, I, I was like, I went straight to like, um, like 80s rock. Yeah, that glam rock. That's fun. And like, I could just imagine him being like, <laughs> Any way you want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. Yeah. But then the country one's like, uh, um, God is great. Beer is good. And people are crazy. Oof. Like, you know, just like all these different country lines. Like, and I'll, put, I'll, I'll put my boot in your ass. It's the American way. Oh, my God. What was their actual be? country lyrics, by the way? What would their name be? The country one? Yeah. Ooh. And it's got to be a punny name. I mean, yeah, I was, yeah, whatever the whatever you think the name would be. Um, hmm. Garth Tooks, because I took your life. <laughs> Garth Dunn Tooks. Garth Dunn Tooks. All right, let's see. Kayla Fussell, the mango, asks, what's your favorite Power Rangers villain? Well, Kayla. Pretty good one. This is just cool to, to have right next to me at this moment. Right now, the Pink but... Ranger is Steven's favorite villain. This is my favorite villain. This is how um... we learned that Steven's actually the Pink Ranger is the thing. <laughs> totally, because this totally fits my head. That's what he wants you to believe. Don't listen to him. And we found our thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite villain is actually when he's... Because, like, dude, when he's not campy... Because Goldar is fuck. Goldar's scary, man. Like Goldar is like a powerful being, but they like obviously camp him out and make him really whatever. But I think Goldar is one of my favorite villains. Like when he's like Goldar, when he's strong, Goldar. Well, you know? He also it's, just looks awesome. You know, does. like I, I, I feel that way about a lot of the Rangers villains. Honestly, like Lord Zed looks freaking awesome. Like the yeah, brain, he's an inside out like man, the cool inside you know? out man with like the cool brain situation with the metal. Like it all works mm-hmm. together so well. There uh, was a lot of cool ones too. There was the one that was like swallowing him whole. The big, the big blob looking guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like oh. a frog, I think. 
A lot of like the monster of the week uh, bad guys were just really cool in general. Um, I forget his name, but the guy that actually makes the monsters is a pretty cool villain in oh, and like of the itself. Scientist guy, like, yeah, the guy that sculpt, yeah. he sculpts them. Like that's such a cool power. Like he sculpts these monsters and creates them. You know. I think the real answer though is Bulk and Skull. I feel like <laughs> they're really the. I mean, they're the true villains of the and heroes of the show. All right, let's see. Dan Quigley at Dank Writes Thing asked. Uh, if you guys would have been on American Gladiators in the 90s, what would your Gladiator names be? And which events would you have dominated? So my name in short would mm. be all of them. And then people would be like, all of them? That's not a name. I'm like, I'm oh, Blazer, Laser. I'm all of those cool names in one. Like, no one can top me because I'm all of you. Mm -hmm. And mankind, I'm just borrowing from the WWE. They get, they get it too. We are, we're going to wrestle here, right? I don't even know. I don't I have Sako. <laughs> I don't, okay, I don't remember like the events. I remember like 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 okay. I remember the racing events where like they try to go through walls and stuff, or like try to go through doors, and sometimes there are walls, sometimes it's a door. I remember. I think I'm like I can make stuff up in my head. Like, did they do the jousty thing? Did mm -hmm. they? You know. Um, I don't like I don't remember a lot about American Gladiators. I like I watched it a little as a kid, you know, but I didn't watch it a lot. Um, I would say my my the short version of my name would be um wacky waving arm flailing <laughs> and the long version of my name would be that but like with a like smiley face i don't know what i would dominate i'm trying like i don't know enough of the <clears throat> i'm gonna say i would dominate in like um did, did they i'm gonna say they definitely played rock paper scissors and i'd be real good at that i'm really good at rock, i'm really scissors. good at rock paper scissors no matter what like you can't be i know all three options and how to make them with it, my hands is best dressed one of the parts of the competition? I'm or pretty it... sure there's a personality contest. Ooh, <laughs> and you got this. Yeah, you got this all day. I don't know what the talent portion was like, but I'm pretty sure that if we work together, we can take them all out. American Gladiators featuring wacky inflatable arm flailing two man. You, your ass is grass. Garth Tooks. <laughs> Outie. <laughs> it's just like all, just all the characters. <laughs> okay, Blackula, okay. the demigod of ostriches. <laughs> All right, Stephen, we only have a couple left. Who would win the fight? Dr. Zoidberg from Futurama or the weird dinosaur thing that Kirk wrestled in Star Trek? Zoidberg. Zoidberg would have to win. Zoidberg. Any, anyone. Totally okay, wins. first of all, he we watched him battle in Futurama before. We've seen him in a similar battle. Um, but anyone who could take, like, if, if, uh, if Captain Kirk is gonna like take you out, Zordberg is gonna take you out. Like, like it's, it's it's it's. I'm pretty sure like that's fine. Like like Zord, I'm I'm pretty sure that math checks out and Zordberg is gonna win. If Captain Kirk can beat you, Zordberg has got you. Like have you ever has has, has Zordberg ever beat uh, Zap Brannigan in any situation in Futurama? Oh, good that, question. Because if he has ever bested Zap, one. I mean that's literally a one for one comparison. One hundred percent. Okay, we only have two more. Stephen, you ready? Is Mothman? evil and scary or is mothman a misunderstood creature who was trying to help and warn people about bad things i think mothman is just attracted people that have a lot of light around them just like regular moths i think he's okay. like whoa this is what i'm thinking Stephen. this is what i'm thinking okay so like i didn't know much about mothman right so I, I looked it up and i was just like oh well in 1966 there was this place and it was like this bridge and in this small town many people saw this creature like saw a shadowy figure with wings and bright red eyes and it was like numerous people uh came forward and said these things so this is what i'm thinking right what if some moments in time right have so much like energy right like like, like there's so much going on right it's just like the same way that people say like 
you know, like maybe that's what what a ghost is or like what a poltergeist is, or it's like it's it's like this chaotic, you know, amount of energy that exists because of this like overwhelmingly violent or like in, like ridiculous act that happened, whatever it was, like it was stressful and traumatic enough to like stain the, the existence, you know, um, but maybe that amount of energy, right? Like all of that energy um, would kind of like shake, you know, would, would like vibrate at a frequency, you know, like Mm. in a way that's more so than any other uh you know space around it and i imagine that it would almost give off a, a, a form of light right like what if it was what if it's such a strong frequency what if some events are so traumatic and so strong um and so disastrous that not only do they like have this uh spark to them but that they kind of open up gateways of sorts like what if it's like a what if it almost opens up like a portal of light where it's just like you know like it's that that'll always exist in every space and every time you know so it's like what if there was a creature or if there were what if there were a creature in a different dimension somewhere else and they a creature that's similar to our mobs who are attracted to light and they see this spark and they go toward it i'm like this is gorgeous and they and it's gorgeous the, the most brilliant beautiful light that they've ever seen but they they end up because they entered this light in a place they've never been in a place that they don't recognize in a place they shouldn't be you know so they're you know, they're looking around this town. They're trying to figure out what's going on, chasing other various lights, you know. Yeah. Um, but hey, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Oh and then, my like, God, there is a Mothman. So and then, you know, like and then when it happens again, they just, oh, boy, like quantum leap their way out of there whenever they see another one. So I don't think it's like a causal event or that they're there trying to, like, predict or save anything. I think it's literally um, a multidimensional uh, moth-like creature like humanoid creature chasing what it loves and chasing its joy and it just so happens to be jumping through these you know very bright portals what if like when mothman does this he actually consumes the negative energy from the area too like he closes the portal indefinitely everywhere Ooh. he comes through oh i love it so An interdimensional savior really i like that so he's a mothman superhero um steven thing too though i learned something while looking up mothman okay so in 2016, there was this picture taken. Um, right, recent. yeah, really recent, right? Like from seven years ago. Uh, so it was like, so right here, right? Uh, there's a picture of what someone uh, is an unidentified. I hate this, by the way. It's an unidentified person. Like took a picture, and they're like, "This is, I think this is Mothman." And I was like, "This is interesting." You know, I was like, "It looks interesting. Like it, it looks interesting. It looks like kind of like a dude with wings, like flying through there." You know, it's like this is really weird. You know, and kind of cool. Is it proof of anything? No, uh, except for that there was something weird in the sky you know so i look it up right and and i was like okay what 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 else could it be like because it does look proportionally similar to what you'd imagine like a humanoid with wings would look like and people were like or not people but like on wikipedia on wikipedia there's like you know like articles and you're like oh click on this and like here's this bird and they think there's this this particular bird happens to be migrating and they were you know they they go to this town and they go in this area so often and they think it was this type of bird so i was like okay let me see this freaking bird right so i click on it and i'll show you the bird here and steven i don't have it pulled up right now i'm just gonna tell you i'll, I'll show you what's, what's what's the title of the bird? i can't tell you yet i can't tell you yet wait wait okay i want to get to it i want to get to it <laughs> so so this is what happens to my brain okay i'm following these links and i'm looking at this bird and i start seeing there's a bird this is this bird here's a bird and almost every picture almost every picture this bird is just pooping and i'm like <laughs> i'm like so i start cracking up i'm just like why 
No one can ever get a picture of him not pooping. It's just, <laughs> like I was they like, tried. They keep trying. This is like a like it's encrypted in and of itself. I'm following the Mothman <laughs> trying to figure it out, and I'm like, why is this pooping bird a thing? It just shoots their mating ritual. They actually have video of them like mating. It's just poop everywhere. It's, it's so just... funny. So so I was like, I was like, why? So I'm just going picture to picture, and I'm seeing all these pooping birds. And I was like, what is this bird? So I start. So I go to the Wikipedia page of the bird, and Steven, it's called a shite poke. The because it sh- because when you when it's poked or provoked in some way it craps it, itself. it just cra- ah <laughs> it's so good i was just like what are and whenever other- we see the mothman there's always a foul smell, a foul smell. <laughs> <laughs> like the sulfur of hell seeping up oh. like it's just like bird crap um, all right steven so we like, only have one we only have one more question last question and i saved this one for last uh specifically for this reason so Liana at Hoffman Luana um, asks, well, why are you stealing our money? As you already know, there is nothing you can do other than saying a few words that aren't even real. That's the question from this person. Now, now, if you've made it this far in our episode, first of all, thank you. Second of all, this is going to be hilarious uh this person <laughs> the person who asked that go, go go look at my profile you can find this this conversation at the v- beginning of it at least this person comment like just randomly messaged me just like a robot like, like a conversation i was like oh we're gonna do this on the podcast here it goes and i was like being silly and stuff and then they took a turn steven they were like they went from being like oh hey uh will you get on whatsapp so we can talk you seem like a good person and i want to like just like so obviously a scammer right so I was like, I was like, okay, you're a scammer. I'm going to be funny and silly. Right. And then they started taking a turn and then they went, like, they started like saying, like they were saying, I'm I'm not American. And they can tell because I, I I'm using words that Americans don't use. <laughs> and they were, yeah. And, um, but then they were accusing me of being a scammer. <laughs> and I was like, I love this so much. This like this is so was, crazy. This is a profile by the way. That's not and then normally historically speaking these profiles are almost always within the last few months you can see they were always created like anytime it's a bot or scammer it's like last few months this this person this person's had this profile since 2009 so i don't know what's going on but but it gets really really juicy and we're going to talk about it either next episode or the following episode depending on uh the olin rogers situation so i i I don't know yet but we're going to get to it and I can't freaking wait because I'm uh-huh. telling you, please show up for these episodes because like as soon as Steven and I read like this whole, co- I'm not going to post on Twitter until after we uh, perform it on the show because like it gets good and weird and it keeps getting weirder. So it just keeps going down the rabbit hole. Dude, the rabbit hole is just like, it's a tremors. Like, it's a, ra- it's a rabbit labyrinth. It's a, yeah, it, it's a whole labyrinth. We, it's a it's a universe down there. It is it, like the, the Howard the Duck universe of rabbits that we found. Like it's <laughs> insane and it keeps, like I love it. I can't wait for all of you to see this, but I just wanted to like let you know. So to answer your question, uh, in case you watch, why are you stealing our money? I'm not. <laughs> like it's <laughs> that's that's a in, that's a bonkers thing to say. That's like absolutely um, nonsensical and ridiculous and hilarious. And um, but the real way I'm stealing money, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's like a goblin from World of Warcraft, you know, like it's like time is money, money is time. I'm watching your episodes, that's and true. you are wasting my time, which is my money. 
That's true. Um, you're all welcome. And ha ha ha, we got away with it once again. Um, but Stephen, uh, otherwise, you know, we like that's it for our questions. There's only one other thing I did want to mention, Stephen, because I want to give some people like a heads up, including I haven't really talked to you about this. Stephen, I have an idea. Okay, so like, God, I wish my I notes- think I loosely saw these tweets. You're you're gonna make like a paranormal activity style movie? Yes. Okay, Stephen. So here's the thing. This is what's this is what's been going on in my brain, my in my in my heart, right? So. Uh, for everyone who hasn't been watching, you know, our podcast, you're welcome, by the way. Thank you for checking this one out. Uh, I've always wanted to make movies. And Steve and I have tried a couple of times. Like, you know, we used to make like like short, silly videos and stuff and that kind of stuff. But I've always wanted to make like a real movie and like put forward like some real effort into it. Recently, that was like reawakened. I tried to uh, like I wrote a, a short screenplay and I, I entered in the contest and all this. And we've been talking about making that movie. Right. And I'm, I'm, I've been getting really excited about it. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, we're going to make Stakeout. But the more I think about it, the more I get nervous and I'm just like, okay, well, that's a big production with like other people involved. I'm going to need someone else to run the camera and I'm going to need like a vampire. Like we're going to need several actors. We're going to need lights. It's going to be makeup. It's going to be outside in the dark. It's a lot to deal with for like my first attempt at filmmaking. So what my plan is, what what I was thinking is I wanted to come up with an idea that I can make just by myself that would be like a movie, just a movie, like a, like a, a feature length movie, but like a small movie, like something that's really easy to, to, to shoot, something that I can make in my own house um, that I can just do. And that way I can edit it, work on the music, figure everything out, see if I can like feel comfortable and confident about the product and then figure out how to get it out there and like put stuff, you know, in that way, when we do our actual movie movie i feel more confident like with other people around so i don't feel like a, a goober like because that's my big fear my fear is like i'm gonna have other people around counting on me to know what i'm talking about and i'm gonna be like oh but maybe put we're learning key. together folks we're learning together and like and like i steve and i like we, we both kind of have the with the with the we, we, i think you, you you agree like we share the we're kind of pushovers sometimes with certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like even if I have like a really passionate like opinion about something, if someone's like, yeah, but wouldn't it be cool if we shot it from here or says something like that? I feel weird, like this weird, like um, just need to, to, to make them happy, but also just not have that confrontation. Like I want to yeah. avoid those things. So like, I'm, there's a part of me that's like, I want to have the confidence to go in it and be like, hey, no one feels the need to suggest these things unless they're, you know, like it is a collaborative mm-hmm. effort. But I don't like I want it to be um, as concise and like just um, pre like planned as possible, you know, so like I, I want to know what I'm doing going in. So I so I come up with this idea. Right. And I think I can pull it off. So I think I can pull this off my idea. And it's so, you know, we do these episodes every week and. Some of them are like an hour long. And I was like, a movie is only an hour and a half, right? Like it's yeah, true. A movie's only an hour and a half. Some of our episodes are almost a feature length movie, which is like, thank you so much for all, you know, for watching this, all of you. And you know, like it's like it's amazing. But like a movie's an hour and a half. Like I, I've watched movies with our movie with you know the movie club, and it's they're an hour and 20 minutes, you know, like you see movies, and it's like so anything I make that's relatively an hour and a half-ish is a feature length movie, you know? So the, so I had this idea, right? And I was like. I've never seen, I've never seen like a personal story, like a a, a one person's um, story of them dealing with a potential alien abduction, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so this is what I'm thinking. So like my character, I would, it would be um, based on like a real dream that I had, 
Like, and I, th- I might've talked about it on the podcast, but like I've had, I had dreams a couple of nights in a row that I was going outside and like, you know, my feet were wet in the grass and I'm staring up at the sky and suddenly like this just, you know, craft just goes over me. And I was just like staring at it. And like, and like one of the nights I remember dreaming and like very specifically being in the same place and the craft goes over me and I just slowly float up the way you imagine when you see, you know, in movies and stuff and just slowly float up. And I was like, what if uh, there was, what if there were a character who was having like these, this sleep issue where it's like, they're constantly tired and they're not getting enough sleep and they don't know what to do. So they start looking stuff up and they're like, maybe I have a sleep paralysis. Maybe I have, you know, like, you know, and they're like, I had these weird dreams about this thing, but like, I don't believe that's happening, but what, it feels real and what's going on, you know? So like, it would be me basically doing like a video blog, like talking to myself, like, okay, well, I was, I read that it makes sense to keep track of your diet and keep track of whatever dreams you have and keep track of that, you know, and like, Go through that. It's cool. And then you film like the interview rooms and then you feel like you, your room at night while you're sleeping. Yes. And... yes. And then that's the thing is as I get, yeah, exactly, dude. So like what happens is, so as I, I'm, I talk to myself, you know, talk to the camera about it and then I'm like, okay, so, you know, day one and then like day two, I could be like, or not day two, but like, so what happens is um, I have one of those dreams. Right. And then the next day my feet are wet. Like I wake up and my feet are like saturated. I have like grass stains on my, you know, my pajama pants. And I'm just like, I'm getting up in the middle of the night and I don't remember it. You know, it's just like, this isn't okay. So I start filming myself when I sleep, you know? And then you see that like, I do get up in the middle of the night and like, what's going on? And then like, suddenly I got like, I go back to bed. Um, and the next day I, I realize like, I can only sleep on one side and I have like, I feel like something's wrong with my side. And it turns out like there's something in my skin, you know? Cause like, if you ever go down the, you know, rabbit hole of potential alien abductions, you know, like they off, you'll find people find with like metallic fragments in their skin where they're like, where did this come from? And it's like, you know, what are they doing with this? Is it some sort of tracker? Is it some sort of thing? Has it always been like, it hasn't always been there. What is, you know, so I get this thing out and I'm just, so then I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going outside and I can't stop myself from going, I'm going to lock my doors. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to put cameras up outside, which by the way, uh, there are cameras outside my house. So I can already use those cameras if I want. Like I can, you know, I have it all set up um, or I can fake it. You know, it's easy enough, but I wanted to, so that way I have this camera, I have the outside cameras, you know, and then I can, I can just make a story with that. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then it's like, it's simple enough. And I I don't want to give away the ending and stuff, you know, like for, you know, like I don't want to tell everyone how it ends and like what's going to happen, but I do want it to feel like, really just like low-key just like a a a cool but kind of creepy like guy talking to himself about this weird thing he's going through but then at the end i want to show some stuff that gets like oh my god like i'm just i'm gonna take off my payoff i'm gonna (laughs) like no that's the thing anthony we show it we show show all of it full full penetration (laughs) so no but i do want i do want there to be an unexpected like amount of like action at the end like i wanted to like like you know it's it's me in bed i'm freaking out i, I like I'm, I, di- I did everything i could possibly do to stop this thing from happening i'm scared you see this and then like shit hits the fan basically you know like stuff happens and then there's like a we an interesting fight with this you know with like whatever it is you know and then it's it, the movie ends you know but um 
I think I can do it, but like, I don't think, I know I can do it. Um, and I'm just like, I've been thinking about it a lot and I get like, I get in my head where I'm just like, Oh, I don't know who wants to see that. I'm like, yeah, but I kind of think it would be cool. Like, I think I can make it cool. Mm-hmm. So yo, Steven, I'm going to, I, I know. Okay. I know, I know this isn't the most popular thing to do. I'm going to celebrate this a little bit, Steven, because this, this is kind of cool. So I posted on Twitter and I was just like, you know, I was talking about, I was watching the movie Dave Made a Maze and I was just like, oh. it's a really clever, really freaking cool movie with all these practical effects and it's like really creative and amazing. And I was just like, this movie makes me want to make a movie, but also makes me feel like I'll never make a, like a good movie. And I was like, ah, you know, like it's so good. Like it's so cool. And I was like, I want to make. So the director of Dave Made a Maze, who is, Bill Watterson, who created Calvin and Hobbes, um, commented and was like, honestly, I didn't know what I was doing while I was just, you know, making up as I was like, you know, he's like, I felt he was like, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing when I was making that movie. But like, you know, I'm glad you like it. And he was just like, he's like, you know, if I were you, I would just go for it. And I was just like, yes, Bill Watterson of Calvin and Hobbes fame, who made Dave made a mate, said I should make a movie. So like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to like yeah, he. If, I mean, if he believes in me, like, come on, that's like, freaking awesome. Isn't that cool? Like, guys, I like. I don't love social media all the time. Sometimes I flat out hate it, but stuff like that real is just really cool. You know, it's like a really cool situation when you have um, those real human moments of people that you know. I yeah. get it. It's freaking so cool. Yeah, dude. It's like you know, you make these friendships, and then you make other friendships with people like Olin Rogers and Bill Watterson. It's like I'm I have famous friends now, Stephen, which means <laughs> we have famous friends now, Stephen. I'm guilty. You know, I'm right there by association. I mean, when you when you move, you bring everything in your house with you, and since I'm part of the basement, I'm coming. That's right. You're always coming. As long as long as I'm around, you're coming. <laughs> so that's my plan for making this. I kind of made like, I made a short video about it for the Patreon people. And like, you know, if, you, if you're interested in like following that uh, journey, you can go to patreon.com slash we have issues podcast. And I'm going to be posting like my process about of making that movie. I'll eventually release it so everyone can watch it and stuff. But like for now, I'm just like keeping it just like private you know just because mm-hmm, it's like a i one i don't want any spoil i don't want to give away spoilers for the thing but i do want people to have access to it if they want to see because it's the kind of thing that i love like i like the i like knowing that like i'm just some guy who wants to make a movie who's gonna try to make a movie all by myself i don't know how well it's gonna be now the reason i really like the, the, the reason i want to do this is because i know my first attempt at making a movie is gonna suck i'm gonna make this thing it's gonna be embarrassing steven it's and it's gonna not be good i know that i know that but it's better to suck a little and like do you know do the first version of a thing and suck and then that way i learn from it and i can do the thing with everyone else and feel a little more confident and a little more confident. no like know some of the simple mistakes that you yes. made that way you feel further along in the process than yes and 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 okay, like honestly, yes, I I chose a like found footagey situation so I can like I have some forgiveness as far as lighting and as far as you know like. But that being said, it still has to be good. It still has to mm-hmm. it still has to be engaging. It still has to be entertaining. I have like I started um I outlined it. I started writing down like I kind of like this. I've never done this before, but like I have the idea and I start I made I start I made separate lists where I was like um moments of potential comedy, moments of potential uh fe- like horror, moments of potential like um sci-fi-ness, you know, like just like all these like, you know, interesting moments and I'm like, okay, I can put this in the script and it could be funny. I can put this in the script and it could be potentially like dramatic or scary or you know, like and I I I've never really written anything that way, but I like having those like to pull from as I'm going through. It's kind of cool to add yeah, depth to it. Yeah, and... for sure. Um 
but I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's a cool idea. I think I can I think I can pull it off. So I'm gonna try that. Um, that's I, awesome though. Yeah. That's so I, I I wanted to bring it up here just so like people can if you're interested in following that process and you know like like I'll talk about it at least a little bit every week on here and we can you know and Steven's gonna help me with all the music and all that stuff that has absolutely. To go I got with you. It. Um, but Steven, I gotta, work, I gotta work on a music piece for Lee too. Oh, sweet. Okay, so Steven, every week we talk about all our stuff. We answer some questions sometimes, and then we talk about what's what we're gonna do next. Steven, Steven, what are you going to do this week? What are you gonna get done? I'm going for it, baby. I'm going oh. for the rap. The rap without corrections with the things we have to add and stuff. Naturally. Like yeah, but I know I totally understand. I want to go for the rap of the all the pages are done, and then that way with the following week, you and I can work on where people are gonna go in the book. Yes. And yeah. get everything finalized and be done. That's amazing. Dude, I mean... Deathless Issue 2 is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. And I hope you can feel the the hours I've put into the artwork for this book. Because it, I do feel like every page is just tenfold of what Issue 1 was. Yeah, so, totally. I completely agree, dude. This, this book, it looks beautiful. I'm going to say I'm going to color two pages. I'm going to do my best to, to flat color two pages. I need to catch up. Um... This week, I, you know, I am with Atlas and, you know, everything. But and obviously I have to edit it and do all this stuff. Um, But next week, I'm probably going to be able to completely catch up and finish. I, I like that's my plan for next week is to wrap up the flatting of the book. And so this that's week awesome. I'm going to try I'm going to try to do like a page, maybe two pages. And then next week I'm planning on I'm finishing it so then I can get to lettering it. And that's freaking it. We're going to do this. And, by and, the end and, of and the then week. last time you just shot the shot and, and got oh. it printed. Dude, I yeah. oh god, I I'm scared to do it again. But like I, oh, that was it worked. It worked out. Everything worked out just fine. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Like if as long as we're we're getting this book completely finished by July, like by the end of the July, and I I feel good about that. Like it's good. Mm -hmm. It's it's basically what we were saying, and that's that's I feel good about it. We have some. We have a lot more stuff to do. Um, it's it's still up in air. We're gonna try our best, but like everyone just stay tuned. We're gonna which actually I do want maybe you can put a poll on um the we have issues podcast page on twitter i'm not sure whether we do we go for the game dragon shirts do we go game dragon logo or right. do we go like the cover like cool artwork of what's in the book i'm not sure which go, way to... i think we should go game dragon logo i was thinking like team members i think i personally think that's cooler because yeah. it's almost like like a pizza planet shirt from no, that's, what, like, that's cool like, that's what know, i like, had in mind a product that. from the world that yes. you're reading about that's you know? that's exactly that's what it has to be dude like that's what i i mean that's totally what i had in mind when i was thinking yeah that's what i was thinking too but like i know like i see a lot of graphic tees and stuff like that and i don't know like i wasn't sure but i think the game dragon shirt is what i would so. I think so, dude. I think that's I think that's the way to go. I think people would love the heck out of it. And I think mm. I, I, you know, I'm excited. And it, we don't we're not even making that many of those. So it's just going to be like a really exclusive uh, mm -hmm. small, small group, including us, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But that's what we're doing this week. Thank you so much for watching this week. Thank um, Thank you. We really appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're only listening on one of the various podcasting apps, thank you. But please head over to youtube.com slash we have issues podcast and hit the subscribe button. It really means everything to us. We really appreciate it. Um, if you've made it this far in the episode, just know that we love you. Uh, you have my whole heart. Very much. Like I just like I adore everything about you. Please ask us any question you want ever and we'll make sure we get it on the show as soon as possible. And, and if, if you're not watching this and you are listening to us on one of the various podcasting apps, you have you have producer JD to thank for that because that's right. He's the he's the reminding factor and the force behind. That's absolutely true. Audio uploads. Yeah. 
I really do appreciate you every week. But thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Anthony. And I'm Stevie Wildcard. And we'll see you next week, hopefully, with Open Rogers. We'll see. Oh, that would be incredible. Boom! You're always gonna come <laughs> yes. when I'm around. It's like the sweet Todd. <laughs> so it's not like the other kind, like but like following Steven. Okay. Oh, and E, not you. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you. It's kind of like why. I'm sorry. <laughs> A lot of you for being real. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Yeah. <laughs>